0: Hey folks, Cherry Martinez here, and welcome to Surgery Uncut, where we're going to be talking about everything plastic surgery, majority in the Dominican Republic, but I mean, this is uncut, so there's no rules. We can't even begin to tell you the amount of things that we have in store for you, so stay tuned. We are so excited that you're joining us. Hey folks, happy Friday and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. So, here today, I told you guys I was going to be having guests and I told you Alfredo will be here with me most of the time as he usually
1: is. Hello everybody. Hello, hello.
0: So, he's here with me today and we're going to just we're going to just have a debriefing. Like we're literally just going to have a conversation about All of the events that happened today because today was... Today is event day. Yeah, today was a long day and today is a day for us to just kind of like breathe. You know, that waiting to exhale moment, like that's where I'm at right now. It's been a long week. I don't know what's going on. But you know what? I feel interestingly enough, right, and not to get, like, spiritual or whatever else, but there was a lot of people that were going through a lot of stuff this week. So I don't know if, like, it had to do with With the moon moon. or what the (laughs) hell was going on. Yeah, I don't know what was happening. Something. Something was definitely brewing this week and has had people a little bit twisted. So it definitely hasn't been an easy week. Um, But, you know... I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could look at it, right? So, whether as a business owner or whatever else, like things are always eventful. We always have stuff happening and, you know, whatever. But this week has been a little bit more difficult than we've experienced in quite some time. And, that's you why, know,
1: that's why I got a new saying mm-hmm. if it ain't wrong, it ain't right. <laughs> I'm
0: telling you, like, honestly, this year has been really interesting. You know, we. Ended the year off on a quiet note with the holidays and everything. Things were kind of quiet, and we spent time, like, you know, revamping what we were going to be doing this year. And we really spent a lot of time reflecting on you know, how last year went for us and how to make things better, how to improve. I mean, it's stuff that we're doing on a consistent basis anyway, but, you know, we really spent a lot of time improving our format, improving our day-to-day operations, improving the way that services are rendered and, you know, things are done for you guys. And as some of you know, you know, we've got these new flat rate quotes going and all-inclusive stuff happening. And so things are a lot easier um, this year. And we got really full. We sold out uh, through May, Early, early, early into like January. So, you know, things have been going well. But whenever we sell out, we have lots of personalities, lots of different people flowing in and out. And, you know, things things get a little bit hectic. And I think that when things get hectic like that and there's so many patients in the house, I think, one, they like to see me, right? And they they, they like yeah. that I'm there and all that stuff. But I think there becomes a point in time where certain people don't understand. And, and there's nobody in particular, but just I'm just saying patients in general. Sometimes people don't understand that I'm not cherry an instagram page but i'm like cherry a human being like i'm an actual person and that i i turn off and i go to sleep or that i have a family or that i have other things that i'm doing going on you got a lot of things going on and sometimes it's it's business stuff but sometimes it's it's like i deserve to be able to go to sleep (laughs) you know what i'm saying like yeah, you know what I mean? Like shit, sometimes it it really comes down to to some of that and I think that people sometimes have an unrealistic expectation of how much they expect from me or how much they expect in general or how much they expect for us to tolerate um because they've paid for services, you know? And I think that's a really important a really important topic. So, you know, we've had a lot of patients in and out already since the beginning of the year and it's been busy um you know and nobody's perfect you know but we do strive on a daily basis to make sure that our services are are high quality and that we're meeting your satisfaction and that we're exceeding that as well and trying to always stay a step ahead you know and always provide you the best care um but you know It's been interesting where we've had patients, for example, that didn't like being told something in particular, uh, and they've decided to act out and expect no consequence. I'll give you an example. It happened about a year ago there was a patient whose room was next to a closet in the hallway because we're a house. We are not a a medical facility, right? We're in a regular home setup. So there was a linen closet uh, next to this patient's room. And obviously we used the closet, right? And so this patient was provided with a supply kit and had things in their supply bag and whatever, but decided that, you know, they didn't like to use toilet tissue. They liked to use their washcloths, like cotton washcloths that were provided for them to bathe with they were using that to wash themselves with well that's fine um whatever you choose to use your stuff with that you purchase is is completely up to you like who the hell am i to tell her she can't use her washcloths to wipe her ass like you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, that's not on me that's on her when it comes time to take a bath she needs clean washcloths you know what nasty, i mean but yeah yeah but that but again hey <sighs> That's not even... We, we see, we've, seen, we've seen lots of nasty. You, you'd be surprised, but we've seen a lot of nasty. So it doesn't matter, you know, whatever. But this patient decided that she was going to go into the closet, take out washcloths from in the closet... And had been taking them to the point that the maintenance person noticed that, hey, we're missing all these washcloths, what's going on? And caught her in the closet taking the washcloths and, and this person basically told her, hey, that's a staff area, those are not for the house, those are, you know, that, that's not an area you should be going, if you need anything, just let us know, we'll be happy to get it for you. Well, this person decided that she would take the remainder of the washcloths out and that she would take a dump on the washcloths and leave them on the floor in the bathroom for the cleaning lady to pick up because she didn't like that the cleaning lady told her that she couldn't use the washcloths. You remember well, I, when that happened?
1: I sure the hell do. So. That was, that was the first incident with that person. Yes.
0: And that was last year.
1: That was last year.
0: So, you know, it, it's incredible the things that people do when you tell them that they have to follow certain rules and you don't like it. You know, I had a situation where a patient was told that she, she didn't like the staff person that was on staff for whatever reason. You know, not everybody is going to be your cup of tea. My attitude is as long as they're respectful and as long as they render your services and they take care of you. You don't have to be the best of friends. Like, y'all don't have to, you know, go home with each other, exchange numbers. All they got to really do is check your vitals a few times a day, help you in and out of your faha, help you take a bath when it's time, you know, and if you have, and there's more than one person in the house, so they always have an option. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you don't want to talk to somebody and be the best friends with somebody, like, that's fine. But this person had to cook breakfast and the patient decided that she didn't want that person to cook her breakfast. So she went into the kitchen and decided she was going to cook her own breakfast, well, one of our rules in the house is what?
1: No patients in the kitchen.
0: At all. Especially because you got drains and shit. You got blood coming out of you. You got open wounds and all kinds of stuff. And nobody knows what the hell your hygiene is like. And you're probably in there in your faha, which means that you're now standing in my kitchen in your underwear. With your vagina hanging out. Because these fahas are always with the, the crotch open. So now you're standing with your drain, your vagina out in front of my kitchen, where everybody else eats you understand what I'm saying, and you're asked to leave the kitchen because that's not something that's allowed, and you don't care, and you walk around (laughs) with this demeanor, like you're going to hit my staff person, or like you're going to intimidate my staff, and then expect not to get put out, like I don't understand, you know, these are not appropriate behaviors, and they will get you put out, they will, they really, really, honestly, and truly will get you put out, That is the first thing, because I'm not, you know, as as much as I can go hard on my staff and be difficult with my staff, I also support and back them up. And so at the end of the day, if I can be difficult with them and I can be a pain in the ass for them to fucking work, then you understand what I'm saying? Then I'm going to support them when somebody treats them wrong. Of course. Because that's not tolerated. We have a zero tolerance policy all across the house for physical violence, for abuse, for you know, or anything. And that goes both ways. It's a two way street. Patients to the staff and staff to the patients. People will get dismissed on site. I got out the shower one time and fired a nurse out, out my shower. Like I got out my shower and went over there at eleven o'clock at night, remember?
1: Yeah.
0: And fired her in the for middle stealing. of the night for stealing money from a patient. Well, not stealing money. She was begging the patient for money and telling her sob stories every day and manipulating money out of this patient for, for several days. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we we don't play that. But in the same breath, I don't play that when it comes to the patients doing it to the staff neither. Like, That's I'm not going to have that.
1: Get at, Yeah. Cause the way we the way we have that house running right now nobody has to worry about anything Mm-mm. you don't have to lock a door lock or anything nothing gets stolen or nothing gets looked through or anything like that and to have a patient looking through my stuff was like whoa you know what i mean that that's 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 crazy
0: oh well that's a whole nother situation so yeah Speaking of which, medications, you know, when you come into this country for plastic surgery, it is not a secret that the pain medication here is heavily controlled and it is not dispensed um, easily, number one. And number two, when you do get medication for pain, it is not Percocet. Pain medication is not, you know, opioid medication is not medication that's going to fuck you up or knock you out or any of that. It's going to be some type of anti-inflammatory med that's going to take the edge off and that's about it. You're going to really be expected to use a lot of Motrin, a lot of anti-inflammatory stuff to do your massages, to drink your water and to push through it. Right. You're not going to be given all this meds to be doped up and to go to sleep. That's not happening. So, you know, when you come here. Patients talk about bringing their own meds, getting their meds in the States and bringing them, blah, blah, blah. And all of that is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But when you decide that you're going to play doctor for yourself and you don't have a clear understanding that medication is not the same everywhere, like, have you not gone to the 99 cent store ever and seen like the toothpaste or the laundry detergent that you use in your house but you pay like four ninety nine for it, but they got it on sale for two for one twenty nine mm-hmm. and you like, What the fuck? This is on sale, why? Well, when you look at the box it's in like Arabic or it's in like Spanish. Yeah. Why? because they're produced in countries that are using items that are either not FDA approved or whatever and it was produced in another country and so it's made differently. And so now you're thinking you're using the same toothpaste that you're paying 4.99 for at 129 but you're absolutely not. It is a completely different product marketed under the same name and as close as to the recipe as possible for that country. Right. That's it, and that's all. So now you think you're going to mix a Percocet from here and a Percocet from over there together, and you're going to end up overdosing because the medications are not made the same. But you want to play doctor. You yeah, do that. A lot,
1: a lot of meds over here ain't even FDA.
0: No, at all. There's no FDA here at no, all. No. So now you bring medication from home, and you think you know what you're doing, and you think you've done it before, so you think you know what's going on. Great, fine. You know, I tell all my patients, at least, all of my girls, listen, if you bring something with you, let me know what you bring with you, you know, so that this way we can help you manage it. This way we can help you take it. I could give two shits if you're sleeping all day because you took medication. That's not my business. This is your recovery process, and we have a suggested recovery for you, and you should be participating in that. But if you decide... You're not going to participate in that or whatever the case may be, then that's on you. It's not on me. You're an adult. Everybody comes into this electively because you want to. Even if it's a health issue, even if it's for a hernia, even if it's because you lost 300 pounds and your skin is hanging and it's uncomfortable for you to walk, this is always an optional and elective procedure, and you should be an active participant in your recovery. If you choose to do what you want to do to yourself, that's fine. But my issue is when you're in my recovery home, you are my responsibility, both legally and morally. And if something happens to you, I'm responsible, whether it's just to answer to your parents, answer to your family, answer to your children, answer to your doctors, answer to the Other patients in the recovery home, answer to myself, answer to God. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I am responsible for you. Number one. Number two, when you come into the house and you don't tell us what you have, and you don't tell us, you don't tell us what you have, and you don't tell us, you know, that you have this medication or how you're trying to take it or when you're trying to take it, I cannot help you. You understand what I'm saying? I cannot help you. So, what ends up happening is that you now have taken control of a situation that i am supposed to be managing for you when you take away my ability to know what's happening with you i cannot be responsible for you anymore and at this point you again make it hard for me to keep you in the house but let's take it a step further let's say that you have brought medication with you and you and your surgery sister have gotten cool you came in together on the same day you share a room you're cool you talk whatever she knows that you got meds from home, right, And which usually happens, and she doesn't have any, so you decide, let me give her some. Wrong. Right? Let me, let me give her some because she's my friend, Dito. She's in pain. No. She's in pain. What the hell you mean, no? Why not? No. She's in pain.
1: Right, but nobody knows other people's situation. Exactly.
0: And, and so if you want to help your homie, all you got to do is send me a text message. Hey, Cherry yo, so-and-so is twisted, I want to give her one of my pills, it's a this, do you mind? At that point, I will contact my nurse manager, my nurse manager will go check out your medication, my nurse manager will then talk to the patient, make sure that there's no, no interaction, no type of anything, and then, if it is okay, then you guys can go ahead and help each other. But when you guys are hiding medication, we don't know what you have, and you are sharing it with other patients, please understand that it will be confiscated. It will be confiscated until the time you go home. And usually it is put in a staff area. Recently, we had a situation where a patient came in, patient came, patient decided she was going to be difficult all week patient decided, you know, there's just problems with this patient nonstop. And the patient decides she's going to do whatever the hell she wants in the recovery home because she paid her money, so she can do whatever the hell she wants, right? Whole other issue. But in any event, this patient brought her own medication, right? Because this patient knows everything. So she brought her medication, and she decides she's going to share this medication with another patient. Well, who got to see this happening? Alfredo. Fredo, you witnessed
1: yeah, right this, in right? Front of, right in front of, my eyes.
0: Right in front of you. Okay. And so, what happened when you when what did you see?
1: Well, no, basically, I was doing a massage, and they were talking about you know how one of them was saying the one who had the medication, uh, she was saying that oh she don't go through any pain with her massages because half an hour before she pops these pills, blah 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 blah. I stayed quiet and started looking, whatever. And then right away, she goes ahead and gives another patient pills in a, in a little bag. So I saw it. I know the situation with this patient that's very, very delicate. So instead of making a scene or whatever or saying anything, I saw the pills there and I grabbed it and I put it in my drawer. Two days later, the medication's missing out of my drawer in the massage area in the massage area Mm.
0: so at this point right we've already had a conversation and we continue to have problems because i didn't i didn't know i wasn't aware that this happened um You know, I am not always at the recovery house. I tend to be busy and running around and doing a million other things. And so I'm not always there, although I own it. People like to think that I, like, am built into the wall, but I'm not. I I do have other things going on. So I run around and I wasn't there. So I didn't know that this had happened. And when Alfredo came home, we didn't speak about it, Mm -hmm. right? We didn't speak about it. It just happened and it was what it was. He did what he had to do and kept moving, you know? But this patient continued to be problematic, and so we continued to have conversation about this patient, and, you know, that topic of the medication came up, where it was like, oh, and do you know that this and this also happened? And I was like, what, really? I was like, you know what, forget it. Since I had another issue I needed to address, I decided let's just go straight over there and let's go to the recovery house. Let's go check it out. So when we got there, I asked him to please check his area, right? Check your area, see if the medication is there. And what happened? It wasn't there. It wasn't there. So I ask now, what's going on? What the hell? Why is the medication not in the drawer? Because, you know, we are a facility and I do also have staff. So I'm wondering why somebody was able to gain access to an area that has needles, that has all kinds of equipment, why was she allowed in the drawers? Like, I don't understand. Well, apparently she decided that she saw where he put it. So she took it upon herself to go into the drawers and to take it out. Again, grounds for termination of your stay effective immediately. You understand? And I think people don't understand that, you know, those things are not okay. They're not okay. You know people don't understand i think patients don't understand oftentimes you know they say oh i'm not gonna write a review or i'm not gonna say a certain thing because you know i don't want i don't want the staff to treat me wrong i don't want them to put something in our food i don't want this or i don't want that
1: that's definitely not happening
0: definitely not but also on in the same respect our staff Choose not to react and choose not to respond to these intimidation tactics and to these types of confrontations that certain patients like to put them through no. because they have to stay and take care of you regardless
1: right, but they see it like if they they're, they're getting paid they got to deal with their bullshit, and it don't work and that it
0: doesn't way. work that way, no, they it don't does not at
1: all and I and- mean it was even me I'm there all week, and I was trying to be you know friendly and trying to always like break the ice you know like smooth things out with that, with that person. And it was like, forget about it. Oil and water.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because, you know, these are the same people that end up writing reviews and writing posts about, you know, bad experiences and stuff like that. When at the end of the day, They really were the ones that brought it on themselves. But again, this is why I tell people to be very careful with social media. This is why this podcast is really important, because I think it will bring a different dimension to people's perception of what actually happens. Then you have to realize that people present themselves on social media the way they want you to see them, the way they want you to believe that they are. And half the times, that is not the case. You know, these people present themselves as well written. They present themselves, you know, a nice, nice, well-written review, complaining and all the bullshit. But that's that's the whole manipulative, passive-aggressive tactic that these people use. You can't have three personalities in the same day. You can't be rude to people. You can't get away with those things. And, you know, because I'm so nice... I tend to try to understand and I tend to hold out. But, you know, the more and more busy we get, the least and least I'm going the least and least likely I'm going to be to be tolerant of these types of situations in the future. Because that, that patient, I didn't put out. They have, I think, several days left or whatever in their stay at that point, And I wasn't going to put them in the street at that point. I just figured, just, you know, finish the time off, whatever. But this is somebody that, again, like I said, had intentions of writing a review and deactivating their page and doing all this nonsense. When at the end of the day...
1: What happens with that review? How many people would, would change their mind on coming? And how many people will be in danger?
0: Right. Right. And that's exactly my point, is that these people decide to put out posts and put out stuff and whatever because of whatever reason. And they're completely irrational. They're not the right people to be writing any type of review or recommending anything to anybody. They barely make good enough decisions for themselves. And yet these are the people that will write something, present it well, and will be the reason why so many other girls end up somewhere else and don't get the right type of care.
1: You know, and that that actually happened last year. You know, we had somebody came in and just because she wanted to save a little bit of money with another doctor, she convinced somebody else to get surgery with another doctor just to save money. Remember that?
0: Oh, my God. Yes.
1: Putting the other person in danger. Yes. Yes. Because she wanted to work with a doctor that we don't even work with. And made another patient going to the the doctor. What happened to that patient? Oh my god,
0: that patient. Yeah, she didn't do well at all.
1: Yeah, I she mean, had lots of complications. I mean, you know, it's a house full of girls and stuff like that. You got to be mindful of. You know, you gotta, you gotta know what the person's going through. You know what I mean? You you can't just.
0: And although we're all women, not everybody is nice, yo. Like not everybody has good intentions. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had patients come and try to straight get a whole free recovery stay. I've had patients come and try to manipulate words and try to twist shit into things that were out of control. And it's like, you know, you don't realize that we go above and beyond for, for our patients. And it's not fair, you know, when patients decide that they're going to talk about things that they brought on themselves. You know, I have a patient that was um, writing writing about, you know, that we scammed her, that we scammed her because we recommended a procedure, that when she submitted her photos, you know, she said she only wanted a lipo BBL, and she ended up needing, she needed a tummy tuck lipo BBL that nobody, that I told her that nobody was going to touch her, nobody was going to do just lipo on her, and that was true. I mean, she had a belly that hung down, you know, to her vagina, so there was no way that she was going to, you know, be okay with, just LIPO. Yeah. You understand, But I took her. she went, she met the surgeon, she had a consultation. The surgeon talked to her, you know, explained everything to her. She understood, she accepted what the surgeon said. And then when she came out of surgery, she didn't want to comply with anything. She didn't want to take a bath, she didn't want to eat, she didn't want to uh, wear her faha. She wanted to sleep all day. You understand, this patient was somebody that was extremely difficult in the sense that she just didn't want to comply with her recovery requirements. You know, she didn't come out of her room, so she really didn't bother in the house. But she was one that she just slept. She was a polar bear, you know, and then went home and was swollen and was fluid-filled and never used her compression, never did anything for herself, and then decided to get on social media and say that I scammed her. You know, people need to be accountable for themselves. I, as a coordinator go above and beyond for people and i try to be here and let you know like yo i've been in your shoes and i've been here and if you need something like hit me up i try to do everything i can to help you you know what i'm saying but at the same time one i'm not god two i can't make miracles and three like yo i'm not always working I'm not always around. My job is to coordinate your services. When you got snatched and you look good and you went to a good surgeon, you don't have no infections, your incisions are nice, you're healed, you're getting massages, you're getting your meals all day, you're getting transported where you needed to go, you're doing everything you needed to do, yo, guess what? I did my job. The fact that I came over or I took you out or I went and I bought you something or I helped you with something or I came and hung out with you, all of that is out of the kindness of my heart. I don't get paid for it and I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, people forget that part.
1: People nobody, don't, nobody wants to see that part. No, nah, yeah. no, nah, they e- don't. It's always easier to talk about the negative.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's, that's the thing, you know, is that people need to have a very clear understanding of when you come to these recovery houses, when you come to these places, you know, you got to act right. You can't be out here treating people the way you want to because you think you paid money
1: or or just because you're in pain. Yeah, or be, right,
0: <laughs> right, or because you're in pain and then think 5 minutes later you're going to just be like everything's fine after you just sent everybody and they mother to hell. Like it doesn't work like that, you know. And and that's like even even something as simple as, you know, if you send me a text message and you need something, I respond. My patients know that I respond very quickly. I'm always responsive. I show my face. I do whatever you need me to do. You understand? And I go above and beyond. Sometimes I take y'all out when I have free time and I'm able to take you out. I take you out. You know, if I need to go to a restaurant with you guys, if I got to take you to do your nails, your hair, whatever. Like, I take you wherever. In my car, with my gas, without charging you the transportation without charging you for anything you understand what i'm saying and without charging y'all commission a lot of these coordinators got time to sit and make contracts with salons and with people to get paid and get little money off or whatever they pay i don't get paid none of that i do it out of the kindness of my heart because i know how it is and i'm not trying to bleed y'all but y'all don't see that neither you know what i mean people don't see that so at the end of the day like people need to understand like you come over here and your recovery house is exactly that It's not a hotel, you know, we do more than a hotel because a hotel don't bring you your food. A hotel don't build relationship with you. A hotel don't wipe your behind for you when you go to the bathroom. A hotel don't do half the stuff that we do for you. You understand what I'm saying? And we care about you. So at the end of the day, you know, yeah, you pay for services. My job is to make sure you get those services and that those services are quality services. That's why you pick me. And that's what I do. Anything else that I do is because I choose to. You understand? And I think people need to be understanding that there's so many coordinators that are like appointment setters. They take your deposit, they send you a quote, and they leave you floating. Nobody you don't even
1: know what they look like.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> Most of the time, you don't know what they look like. They don't, go to the, they don't go to your consultations with you. They don't go to pre-op with you. They don't help you with none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, the whole thing is ridiculous. I'm
1: going to say a good 85% of them. Yo, it's crazy. Probably if you speak to them, they just started this and don't even know the whole process.
0: Right. Right.
1: Seriously. Shit, you got
0: people that have been in the game, you know, for a little minute and don't know the fucking and still, process. really. And charge a grip.
1: And charge a grip. Exactly. And
0: still don't know the process.
1: And both, out here and out there.
0: And, like, don't be fooled. <laughs> Just because somebody could speak Spanish and can figure it out to help you doesn't mean that they should be charging you $1,000, $500, you know, $2,000 for you, for them to walk through a clinic See, And that's the,
1: that's the thing. You got people out there in the states coordinating, right? Yeah. And you got people out here coordinating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The ones out here, like I said, 85% don't even know what's going on. Yeah, no. How many times you at the at the clinic? Every day. How many times you back and forth knowing about these doctors and everything like that? People in the states, they're not even seeing or or hearing about half the things that we hear about on a daily basis about different doctors. Right.
0: Like doctors that are not even doing their own surgery. No, no, no.
1: What about... No. Doctors- How about doctors that are dentists? Ugh. They're dentists. Yeah. They do de- They do dental work. And just because they got the license, they put other doctors to do the operation. How about <laughs> that one?
0: Or the dentist that's doing lipo. Yeah. Chin lipo. Chin li- lipo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Or the same, the same coordinators that are in the States that are out there referring patients to to clinics that got CDC warnings that this, the government is telling United States citizens to be careful not to walk into these places because there's been such a number of people that have come back and reported infections from that specific place that the government has actually red flagged it. No, no, no. But they're sending these patients there and they're charging them a grip. And then when these patients come out with infections and everything else, of course it's not the coordinator's fault. No, of course oh, it's yeah,
1: not. Oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. But check this one out. I got a good coordinator one for you. You ready for this one? I remember. I know you're going to remember this one. This was crazy. Coordinators just coordinate it's a lot of times, right? Right. So then they'll give you this date, right? They'll give you a recovery, right? So now when you get here, the recovery ain't the recovery, right? And then... Just cause now they gotta push you somewhere else What happened to this person They went somewhere else A different recovery And then The date that they had For the doctor Had to get pushed Because they told the girl that You know she had to come up with a COVID This that and the third She got her She got her They pushed it so far And her date had to get pushed so far That she was here for 20 days
0: Oh the girl in that building Yeah, yeah. How about
1: that one? Yeah. How about that one? Yeah. They pushed her surgery date and everything. Yeah. Yeah. People are people
0: are foul, yo. People are foul, but that's the thing, you know. Those are the people that are making the most noise. Those are the most popular doctors and things like that. Those are the people that are getting the attention. Those are the people that are making noise right now. And it's, it's crazy because... No. Girls don't understand how much risk they put in their life. At. Yeah,
1: but she was calling the coordinator and now the coordinator don't even call.
0: Oh, yeah, no. The coordinator wasn't going to do oh, with yeah, her after that. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, no. Nah. They just like, oh, I connected you. That's it. I signed you up. And that was it. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't care. They're not
1: there. No. You don't see them at the clinic? No.
0: What about the lady that was in the recovery home that they left her sitting... And she caught the lipo burns and everything, and they tried to charge her $30 for tampons.
1: Oh my God. Remember that yeah. they didn't give her a
0: bath for five days, for and when we took days. her faha off, she oh, had burns yeah. and she had to go to the oxygen chamber. She was, she was fucking destroyed, that lady.
1: Yes, yes, I remember about that.
0: We've had so many different situations yeah. of things that happen out there. It is freaking incredible. It really is. It's incredible. So, you but know. that's
1: why you did this though yeah. to change that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And that's why your expectations are high in the recovery, as in staff. You know them doing their job and everything like that. You know that's why you say you you know you want it. You want it.
0: Yeah. Nah, no, I mean for sure. But then that's the that's the shit. You know, is that we. We don't share on a typical, right, the things that happen, the craziness that we see at the recovery home or the craziness that happens with patients and things like that. We really don't talk about that, right? Nobody really talks about that type of stuff. And, you know, I think that not even just for entertainment purposes, but just in general for the real nitty-gritty of what's going on, these are things that are happening in our community, you know, and people need to be aware and need to know, like, Yo, if nobody told you, when you come here, like, these are people too. And you still got to treat people right. And it's not right for you to go out and to talk about the recovery home or to talk about people or anything else because you impact everybody. You know what I'm saying? Not just my staff. Now, you don't just, you don't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I could go back to my country and go and go back to work and be successful, you know, back in the States. It's not going to stop me. But you're going to hurt every single one of my staff people. You understand what I'm saying? And every single one of them have been good to you and have been there taking care of you in your most intimate moments. And I think it's foul when you become unhappy because somebody couldn't, like I said, get you a bag of weed or, you know, be there for you for something else or do something for you or you were pissed off because you were in pain or your pillow hurt or, you know, whatever the case is, you weren't first for a massage, whatever the reason, you understand? You just can't treat people like that. I think people need to know that this is something that does happen and it happens enough that it has to be discussed because, you know, as Americans, I'm we feel like... I'm hurt. <laughs> you hurt.
1: Yeah, I'm hurt. Why? Because, man. Because you know how they say ice cream fix everything? Uh-huh. I was even going to get that patient some ice cream today. Oh.
0: Because
1: we were talking about it. Look at that. Oh. See? You
0: know, and that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, you know. It was it was a very challenging experience and you know I remained patient the entire time and then I just started getting ignored because the comment was was I was texting and I was asked it, we were having a conversation about something she was asking for and she asked me when the next time I would be in the house was because she wanted to speak to me and it was a Saturday I told her I would be there Monday because we were out of town and everybody knew that before I left anyway including that patient but you know, she then tried to make it that because I, I she had already paid for her stuff that now she had to wait. Meanwhile, I'm actively in the middle of a conversation with you trying to help you but you're being shady. From that point forward, she ignored me. And from that point forward, she has had nothing but issues with everybody else. And so I've had to try to remedy every other situation I can to fix it. And I haven't complained and I haven't said anything to her or anything. But to wake up to the fact that she's going to try to write something after she leaves and try to do whatever after she leaves so that... and, And then deactivate her page and all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, people are bugging. And not only that, do people realize that, you know, you need to have, like... Truth, in order to write certain things, in order to say certain things, you got to have proof. Like you can't defame a business or people online and think you're going to hurt them by your comments and your comments not be truthful, because that will bring you lots of legal trouble. You know, you got to also understand that while you might see me as a social media page and this and that and whatever, and I'm a person, I'm also, this is my livelihood, this is my life, this is my business. You understand? And so when you go out there and you decide that you're going to talk and you're going to write things, if you have every basis to make a complaint, then great. Let's, let's fix that. You know what I'm saying? But if, you, if you're refusing for people to assist you, if you're refusing to talk to people, if you're refusing to air out your issue or your complaint, if you're refusing to talk to people about anything that you need, if you're being aggressive with the staff, if you're not allowing yourself to be helped, right? If you're doing all these different things then you can't complain when you have an issue, you know? And it's not fair to go out on social media and blast people and talk about people and then think that you're, you're hurting me because I could care less what you say. I know what happened. But at the end you of the day...
1: You're definitely right about that. They're not, they not hurting you. No, but right about they're that.
0: hurting the other patients they, that, that need a safe space, that need to get through something, that need to make right decisions, that need people to really care for them, people that are afraid. Because I'll tell you, there's a girl in my support group that has been waiting and she suffers from anxiety and when this patient decided to act up and, and and intimidate my staff and everything else she was in the group and she said that this had made her decide that she wasn't going to put her deposit right now because she was very anxious and that that would make her feel worse if she knew that that was happening and blah 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 blah, blah and she wouldn't be able to handle it That's you what, know what i'm saying exactly. and we've never had those types of issues at our house no Never. We've never had those types never. of problems. So I don't think it's fair for people to go out and to try to blast this on a billboard everywhere. Because then, like I said, the, the people they're doing a disservice to is not me. No. It's to the patients that really need a safe space.
1: And you know why that's 100% it don't hurt you? Because you build this business because it wasn't just social media.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Everybody basically was recommended. Yep. The people they hurt and are the people that didn't get to you.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So, I mean, they could do whatever they want thinking that they're going to hurt you on social media.
0: That ain't it. That's not going to happen, no. It's not going to happen. Definitely not. My thing is just, like I said, I think that people need to be very smart about whose opinion they're taking when they're looking at social media. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to reading reviews, you know, take them all with a grain of salt. For example, your mother and myself... If you put us in a demographic, if you put us in black and white, we're women, we're Hispanic, we have the same spiritual background, the same cultural background, right? And we're both adult women and we both have children, right? You put us in that demographic. Your mother, what makes her comfortable and what makes me comfortable, Maybe two completely different things. And we may have certain things in common that may make us both comfortable, but there's things that I'm sure Me? bother... Yeah, you. <laughs> but then I'm sure there's many things about... Whatever she likes that may make me uncomfortable or that may drive me crazy and vice versa, right. right? And that's the same for everybody. You could live next to another black family, another Spanish family, another white family, whatever your demographic may be, right next door to you in New York City, right in your building, right on your floor, right across the hall, whatever the case is, right? And that family could be Spanish just like you, the same country, the same everything, and y'all have different costumbres, different habits in your home. Of course. You understand what I'm saying? So you can't say that everybody's opinion is going to fit you like a glove. Not everybody's opinion is the same as yours. Not everybody's opinion is going to match. Not everybody is going to think the same. And not everybody, like I said in my life, not everybody's elevator goes to the top floor. Not everybody is, you know, giving valid, rational opinions just because they can write them well. And I think people need to be mindful of that. You know, that takes you back to like the online dating and the catfishing and all of that. Have you ever met somebody online who you got along with really, really well, but when you met in person, you were turned off by something because you only exchanged selfies or because whatever the case may be? You understand? Or you met somebody online and you thought they were one way. And then when you met them in person, they were completely different. You know, you don't know who people really are. You These people are not people that are out there putting their personal business out there. They're just talking. They're just running their mouth. They're giving their opinion. They're supporting something they like or they're not supporting something they didn't like. And that's really what you got to get out of it at the end of the day. Look at stuff for yourself. Talk to people for yourself. Talk to your service providers for yourself. Talk to, you know, your coordinators. Talk to people. Get into support groups. And I'm not saying that, majorities are wrong or that people's opinions are often wrong or that everybody's nuts and you can't take nobody's opinion. My thing is to be careful with whose opinion you take and how far you take it, right? there's,
1: There's research.
0: You know, there's research. And not only that, like I said, you know, you can sit and talk to somebody. Have you ever gone to like a restaurant that didn't have like a great rating for whatever reason, but you're like, yo, that's the best fucking restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know, like, in the hood, I'll tell you something. In the hood, in New York City... If you go to like a restaurant that's not a A because you know the New York City restaurant system has like a A B C rating or whatever, like depending on how good and how
1: clean they are. Listen, go to some of the dirtiest sure. places what you in New about? York city, what about, you the world. You, you got my place on timeout. look yeah. at me, I don't give it up.
0: Yeah, I got your place on because they but that's different. they they just always
1: mess up our food. Yeah, but they're it's not nasty. So good though. But I'm
0: saying that there's places in the city, you know what I mean? Like in New York, for example, that are some of the dirtiest looking like the chinos and some yeah, of the dirtiest yeah, yeah. spots but they got the best food. Yeah. You know what I mean? So by whose standards? By whose fucking standards, you know what I mean, are you are you judging what could potentially be a life altering move for yourself? You know, these are things that you got to be really careful of because like I said, there's so much drama and so much stuff that happens and women are dramatic and all that kind of stuff and I don't in the car. And I don't, you know, it's just it's just a lot. So with that being said i'm gonna start wrapping up you guys if you guys are interested in a quote if you need a consultation if you need any type of services Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Sirena Surgical, um, well, Surgical Services or visit us at com. You can always request a quote from the link in our bio on our Instagram. Make sure that you follow us, share our podcast so that other people can get the nitty gritty on what's happening here in Plastic Surgery Uncut. And we'll be talking with you again soon. Yes. Okay, you guys have a good rest of your afternoon.
1: Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm already thinking of sleeping. Oh, my God. I was
0: just going to say, it is not nighttime. I know. It's like, what, 4 o'clock? Here we go. Jesus. All right. Bye, guys.